And then in my role as a school counselor, you know, the CTE classes, all the electives, I used to tell students all the time, this is where you get to choose and tap into your interests. Try it out, as you mentioned, try it out now Mm -hmm. and see what you like about it and learn from it because that will build your future and help you to make some informed decisions later. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And today we are playing again from home, Mike, right here inside of the CTE conference room on Nine Mile Road. Back to the Bat Cave. Back to the Bat Cave. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we borrowed somebody else's conference room for last episode, the Synergy episode. Uh, sometimes it's nice to get out, but also it's equally nice. That was their conference room. We didn't just borrow one. We, we borrowed one, right, yeah. <laughs> Put it in my pocket and uh, set it up. You the, know what I mean? the Synergy conference room. The Synergy room. conference room. But it's always nice to be home and uh, we are talking to somebody who else who is also in the HCPS family. We'll get to her in a second. But first, I want to remind you to check us out Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes, I said TikTok. We're working on that. All at the handle HenricoCTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to find out about all the awesome programs that we offer your student inside of Henrico County. They get a jump start on careers that they potentially are interested in you might find out you like it might find out you don't like it either way it's good experience so mike tell them where they can find the podcast you can find the podcast at all of your major podcast uh, applications and most of the minor ones look us up like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode we've got four years of content uh 80 plus probably pushing 90 episodes now so uh get to streaming Binge it, binge it, binge it, binge it. Got a lot of listening to do to catch up with what we got going on. And it's all good for information for folks uh, inside the county and outside the county if your student is looking to get a jump start on their career. This is great information for students looking to see what all their uh, additional options are they may have in their school system, whether it's Henrico County or not. Yep, yep, yep. So we uh, try to help everybody out in the CTE world. The CTE is so important. But to our guest today with us, we have HCPS in Henrico County Public Schools, Talent Acquisition Ambassador. Miss Kenya Jackson, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Glad you were able to uh, find us ducked off here off of Nine Mile Road. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to find us because we're right here. Uh, near that cave is supposed to be hidden. It is. <laughs> and that is behind the fair, bushes, dude. That's a fair point to make right there. So, talent acquisition ambassador, Miss Jackson. What does that mean? Can you give us like a rundown as to what that position is, and also what what does your average day look like? Yes. Well, thanks again for having me. You know, I this is a new position. It started in November. I actually started November 2021. So I haven't really been back in Henrico a year yet. I started my career in Henrico County as a school counselor and spent 17 years originally in Henrico County and then veered off to a neighboring division and returned home where I work, play and live. So I'm excited about that. But this position is a new position in human resources and it is multifaceted. It's because it's a new position, there's really no template. So I'm developing as I go. But the division and the stakeholders felt that it was very important, particularly in today's time, to have more of a strategic plan on recruitment 
recruitment and retention. Also, what I do is I support and lead many of the HR specialists. Um, I work alongside our Chief Human Resources Officer, Francine Bolden. So I work collaboratively with district leaders. I find innovative ways to recruit and retain. I look at data. I talk to stakeholders. I talk to applicants. I'm out in the trenches in job fairs just trying to find the successful people to fill our roles. Obviously important to the school system is teachers, so most of your work is really geared towards getting more teachers. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it's 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 everything. It's the bus drivers, it's the custodial staff, but we definitely, the teachers comprise a huge majority of our workforce and work so closely with our students, so we pay very close attention, as with all of our employee groups. But, you know, with the critical shortages that are impacting many of them, teachers is definitely one that we are we're spending a lot of effort on. I mean, Mike, we hear about labor shortages in a variety of career paths, especially on this program. All the essential workers, all their, the trades, everybody's dealing with this. When you look at the news every night, yeah. everybody seems to be dealing with it. Yeah, we are looking for people uh, pretty much in everything that CTE teaches, uh, early childhood education, the most direct line for folks who are looking to go into the teaching, uh, teaching line of work coming through Henrico CTE. But let's talk about teachers. Were there any teachers, Ms. Jackson, maybe that you can think of uh, growing up and coming up maybe through high school, middle school that made a particular impact? I can think of two that are teaching at Henrico High School. I went to Henrico High School. Uh, Miss <laughs> Green and Mr. Arthur, two of my favorite teachers. Mr. Arthur teaching history and Miss Green teaching math. And I like to tell people that I didn't really get math until I got into Ms. Green's class. I'm still looking for that for teacher. <laughs> well, if she's still over there. I'll, okay. I'll have her I have to go out and see her. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of teachers and school counselors that oh, counselors really supported supported me along my educational path. I went to school at Warwick High School in Newport News. I'm from the Tidewater area. Okay. And I always enjoyed working with people, and which is why I believe I had that that interest in school counseling. I always was that friend that, you know, people called and was like, Kenya, let me let me tell you this. What do you think about this? And so it really piqued my interest in in the school counseling world. But in terms of teachers, I was really, really very fortunate to have a lot of different teachers. I remember a teacher in my second grade year, Mrs. Spruill, who I was the student that only wanted to raise my hand and answer if I was certain that I knew the answer. But I did not want to raise my hand if I wasn't certain. And she would start off with an easy question. And then while in the middle, she would expand. And I'm like, why are you putting me on the spot? (laughs) And she pulled me aside one day and she says, you know, I want you to just take risks. I know that you don't like it right now, but I want you to take risks. And so she really pushed me in a lot of ways. I remember her favorite saying was, nothing beats a failure but a try. And so I later saw Mrs. Spruill after she had retired in the outlets, the Williamsburg outlets. I had a daughter then, and I could just hear someone saying, Kenya, Kenya. She remembered my name. I remembered her. I was able to introduce her to my family. And then in high school, just having teachers that really pushed me. I was in the Talented and Gifted program, and and so showing apprenticeships and and giving me opportunities. So I, I was very fortunate to have a very, very great educational experience. Yeah, it's crazy how much teachers uh, really do make an impact like that. I mean, Mike, I know you have a, a teacher that you want to give a shout out to, right? If you can well, think of one. 
Yeah, I mean, my technical teacher from uh, Cheshire the automotive Center, teacher, yeah. my automotive teacher. I mean, I've mentioned him s- several times, and at the not, at the moment, I'm not remembering his name. It's really bad. <laughs> but because um, I put you on the spot, that's all it is. No, dude. Well, yeah, exactly. But most everybody's going to have a teacher, if not me. Yeah. My government teacher in high school, automotive teacher that had those are the two classes I did the best in. So that's why I remember them and I enjoyed the classes because it was for them for those classes it wasn't an effort for everything else i was just like you know i was like just what i need to get by unfortunately and there's a and we talk to a lot of people that were yeah when i meet somebody and they when we're interviewing them and they say the same thing i'm like oh yeah i'm right there with you you know so but those teachers always are the ones that they pushed you and they engaged with you and you wanted to engage with them you wanted to you wanted to do well they inspired you in a, in a way absolutely and um for me myself for the ones that were plain spoken they told you what they expected of you and if you, you weren't doing what they expected of you, they told you. And they didn't mm-hmm. beat you up for it. They just said, you know, you can do better than this. But you all, you know, it, it, you knew it was coming from uh, a place of love, though, because yeah. you can tell that those teachers oh that you remember really did right. care about you and were concerned about your future. Uh, CTE podcast, so we have to talk about CTE classes. Yeah. Did you take any CTE classes coming up? Now, CTE classes could be business classes. You know, coincidentally, typing. I remember in middle school having like a semester exploratory class. Okay, that's um, it. So family and consumer sciences is what we would call it today. But I, I vividly remember us having to bring a voided check into you know, into the class and learning what all of the different components of a check was and, and how to successfully write a check. I, I remember my purple checkered pillow that I made um, that I was so proud about. But I always remember classes like that because, you know, it was the life skills and it was the opportunities to talk about real life situations. And later, I believe that this was related to CTE. Now it would be, but my 12th grade year, I had time freed up in my schedule where I could take an additional elective and or not even an elective, but I was the what they call the guidance helper at the time. So because of the classes that I was in, even though my school was diverse, I did not have a lot of opportunities to interact with people in my neighborhood and and friends and, and things like that. So I wanted to find a way while in school that I could interact with with my peers outside of the academic setting. And I was the guidance helper. And and I think that's one of the reasons why I pursued school counseling. Yeah, it um, kind of yeah. fits right into that yeah. whole career path. Yeah, so I was the one who sat in the school counseling office at the time and I was so excited because when new students were registered, I had to tour them around. I would see how my teachers would come into the school counseling office and strategize with counselors. And I think from that experience experience, you know, you think as a student, when you're a student, that things are just magically happening, that you just go to school, the classes, it just appears and it magically happens. And I I had a different lens when I was in the school counseling office because I could see the some of the behind the scenes facets of how a school works. And I had a greater appreciation for what my teachers and my school counselors and my leaders did. And I think that's really one of the reasons why I pursued school counseling as my initial career. That's a perfect example and a perfect demonstration 
representation of what we are trying to do. Yeah. You know, and getting the students to take one of the career and technical education programs in middle school, high school, ACE Center programs. That's something you got to try out. In your case, it might have been by accident. It was like you wanted to help people, but you found out that that particular aspect of a possible career laid itself out in front of you and said, I really like doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for the students wanting to take a chance and going and taking one of the career and technical education classes is that they get to try out something that they think may be of interest to them. A lot of students, and we've run into, I don't know how many guests that went to college, they thought they had a plan, they thought they had an idea what they wanted to do when they got to college. Holy cow, I've spent all this money. This isn't what I want to do. Yeah. Right. You know, and but they get to try it out now. It's, yours is a perfect example of that. And then in my role as a school counselor, you know, the CTE classes, all the electives, I used to tell students all the time, this is where you get to choose yeah. Yeah. and tap into your interest. Try it out, as you mentioned, try it out now mm-hmm. and see what you like about it and learn from it because that will build your future and help you to make some informed decisions later. Absolutely. So hopefully uh, we have some future teachers listening to the program. If that, you oh, yeah. If you can guess the theme of today's episode, <laughs> it's about teachers. So let's let's go ahead and start that conversation with how can we get more students to consider jobs uh, as teachers? I mean, we have an early childhood education program. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, full-fledged daycare where the yeah. students get to get real hands-on experience with kindergarten and preschool age children and really learn the psychology uh, behind children and how it works and how to teach them better and how to develop a, a better citizen really for the United States starting with those grades. So how do we get more students, I guess, interested in going into programs like that or becoming teachers in general? You think about students, they spend a large majority of their time in an educational environment. So how many opportunities they have to learn about the teaching profession? There are so many opportunities when doing group work. I know sometimes I would observe classes and teachers would say, okay, this is going to be a student-led classroom. So Josh, I need you to teach this lesson. And those are the times where students need to really stop and assess did I enjoy doing that? Yeah. I was able to teach a lesson to my peers in a way that maybe my teacher didn't even explain it. And it resonated with my peers. And what feeling did I get from that? Do I like kids? You know, there are so many of our students out in the community that are great babysitters that work in Henrico Pals and other programs. And I, I think that we just have to, in, as educators and all people within Henrico County and all invested stakeholders stop and say, hey, have you ever thought about being a teacher? Yeah, we got to connect um, the dots for we them We got to connect on. the dots. And, mm-hmm. and programs such as the early childhood gives you those real-time, real-life experiences to perfect the craft and to learn some of the intricacies that go into the teaching profession very early on. And so they are able, like I said, to make informed decisions later. That and the Teacher Scholars Program, just tapping into, you know, some of the classes, uh, you just have so many opportunities to assess, you know, that teaching profession. And if you like kids and if you like being one who is a lifelong learner, if you appreciate innovation, you, you appreciate an evolving career, then consider the teaching profession because we so desperately need you. Absolutely. And uh, it, when she was talking about students coming up in early childhood, it makes me think of Brianna Smith, who we've had on this program. Yeah. She's teaching uh, facts or family and consumer science over there at Cuyacuson. And one of the things she said about our early childhood education program was that it really did help her feel 
comfortable when she made the next step to go to college and get more education. A lot right. of what she learned, she was like, oh, we already covered this right, in right. my ACNR program. And I think that covers on any of the programs, yeah. the, the, any of the 150. You know, every, you know, we like talking about our 31 awesome programs at the A-Centers, but when you, in reality, we're looking at a hundred, over 150 programs yeah, Mike's in talking, technical We're education. talking about the high school programs and school programs, outside of A-Centers, middle yeah. school programs, uh, uh, all family and consumer science, all those things. Uh, right. that we do offer to students. So what is Henrico County doing? We talked about early childhood education. Of mm-hmm. course, that's that's our, our thing over here in the A-Centers. But what other things are Henrico County uh, doing as, a, I guess, a body to try to attract more teachers? It's so much. At first, I'll start with the students since we've been talking about students. We have a teacher scholars program where we, we target seniors from the Teachers for Tomorrow's program, which is an elective course in five of our high schools. We have the Education Center for hum- Education and Human Development in Glen Allen. But even just as counselors and, and other teachers and educators are working with, with students, we have an application process, which is a no-risk opportunity, where if you are remotely interested in being a teacher, you can apply to be a Teacher Scholars, which is an application and We, of course, get references, and you have to present a mini lesson to a committee. And if selected, you are guaranteed job here in Henrico if you go to college and you return with your certification to be a teacher. In addition to a guaranteed job, you have a $5,000 sign-on bonus. So just recently, we selected 10 teacher scholars who are on their way, about to venture off to college. They want to be teachers, and they don't have to worry about a career when they come back. And what an awesome opportunity to come back to teach in the very school division that taught you. Uh, We have teacher scholars that are with us right now who are thriving. So that's one opportunity is really investing in our own student pipeline. But what's pretty sad is that our teacher preparation programs, we have about 40 of them across Virginia, the teacher preparation programs, the the applicants are declining. We don't have as many program completers. And that is that hasn't always been the case. If you look back 20 years ago, we always had a plethora of applicants for the right. teacher to fill teacher positions. But of the 40 approved colleges and universities that produce teacher prep programs, it's drastically, drastically reduced. So we have to look at other avenues to find teachers, such as career switchers, provisionally licensed teachers, those students who graduated with a math degree or a science degree and was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? I don't know what my next step is. You are eligible to be a provisionally licensed teacher if you have a degree in math, if you have a degree in chemistry. And so we're getting that information out. And that's really how we are hiring many of our teachers. I know the CTE world is very used to this. Oh, yeah, we love the career, career switchers. switchers. Yeah. These are sometimes it's not even those that have embarked upon a career. It may be those students who literally graduated with a math degree and are eligible to return and be a teacher and then have three years to fulfill the teaching requirements. So that's an avenue. You know, we're looking at our IAs, our instructional assistants that have invested in in Henrico County and helping and supporting them so that they can be eligible to be teachers. So we're finding any opportunity available. There is no hidden gold mindfall right now, windfall right now of teachers. So you have to look in so many different places to find them. And every division in Virginia, this is not just a Virginia 
concerned. This is a nationwide exactly. critical yeah. shortage. We are all competing for the same groups of, of people. So you have to create them. And, and one of the big things to do is to look at the students that are th- right there with you and, and remind them about the option of the teaching career. We are speaking with uh, Henrico County Public Schools Talent Acquisition Ambassador Kenya Jackson. And uh, I think that's a good point. We have to uh, sort of grow our own. Absolutely. A- and um, that's something that we hear from a lot of the businesses that want to get involved with us. I mean, we heard it in the Synergy podcast. That was mm-hmm. one of the things he was excited about was it's just easy to find a group of people who are interested in a certain subject here inside of a lot of our CTE programs. The talk to the different businesses that we're interviewing in many situations, they're growing their own too. They're bringing in somebody who yeah. has the aptitude but may not have all the skills, and they're really ready to start teaching them and educating them and getting, helping them get their certifications. And when they run into a CTE student, in, a, in many of those cases, they've already got somebody who's already got their training started, got their mm-hmm. safety, got their OSHA cards. We've been working with them for one to two years on their soft skills, You know, learning to stay off your phones and, and be concentrating on the work that you're doing, showing up on time, and all these different things. And that's why... So many of the businesses are so excited now where and maybe in the past they the pool of workers was more is easily acceptable mm-hmm. and there are a lot more now are coming to us because that pool has shrunk and then all their competitors and them in a particular area are fighting for the same group of people with that pool shrinking they're looking outside they're looking for other opportunities and it's just, I guess it's the same, same thing. thing with Henrico County absolutely. when it comes to looking for teachers absolutely so absolutely what do you think is probably when you're talking about fewer people getting into it the colleges aren't producing as many they got fewer applicants people getting into college going to school and I think you even brushed on they didn't complete they might have mm-hmm. started but they didn't complete what do you think is some of the reasons of why we are in a situation right now where there's so few people wanting to get into the teaching profession I think that you know the teaching profession has evolved over over time I think in, in a good way, there are so many other job opportunities and offerings for people to consider. So it's just becoming more competitive. It's more yeah. competitive. I think that when when thinking about the teacher salary mm-hmm. and comparing that to the tuition costs, that can be a deterrent. You know, just matriculating through college and having different changes of of career paths, I think that that is decreasing people from completing the teacher prep programs. And with this new avenue of pursuing provisionally licensed routes where you don't necessarily have to go through an approved teacher prep program in order to be a teacher, you know, perhaps you do go through the math track and then decide later, you know, if I want to pursue teaching, I can do that later. You know, so I think that happens as well in terms of the decline in the program completers. There's a lot of assessments and tests that are related to being a teacher that can be a little daunting for some applicants. And so that, too, can be a deterrent. I think those are the reasons why we're seeing the decline in the teacher prep program. And I believe, too, that generationally, you know, we have to constantly evaluate and assess the perks of of the teaching profession. Um, Like I said, it has evolved over time. And while it's so rewarding, it's completely rewarding to be a teacher. There's nothing like seeing that light bulb go off, you know, and knowing that you had some impact. I mean, we have a lot of a a lot of teachers who who've been here for quite some time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But we also have 
a lot of teachers retiring and we have in any one school there could be four generations of teachers within that same school within any company yeah. you could you have four generations and you think about the different generations older generations had different I don't want to overgeneralize but yeah. there were different generations there were some pride in staying in one company for 30 years, whereas maybe with a younger generation, we're taught voice and choice and change and grow and try new things. And I think that that has an impact on the teaching profession as well. Let's talk about uh, retaining teachers. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike, what did you no, want to say? No, I was just saying, I was agreeing with her because you, what you touched on, you see that in a lot of businesses. Once yeah. you get a couple of generations, that, you know, somebody starts a business, gets yeah. successful. Once you get a couple of generations going, there's a gap that suddenly the the children of the CEOs they're looking for something else. Yeah, you know, and they might have two or three generations of family where the kids went into the family business. You're not seeing that as right. much as you used to. Right. So this is showing a perfect picture of what everybody's dealing with. Yeah, Absolutely. everybody's going through it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as uh, doesn't matter if it's teaching or not. It's just any business. Yeah, any business right now. We're, we're going through that cultural shift of uh, we talk about the NBA all the time. I mean, how many players stay on one team? <laughs> 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 two free agency periods. But uh, getting a little bit off track right there with the NBA talk. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, let's talk about teachers coming through the door. What are some of the biggest challenges facing new teachers, do you think? And how do we help them become acclimated and overcome those new challenges when they come through the door starting as a new teacher? Well, I think that because it's not a one size fits all approach as it right. once was, you know, 20 years ago, 99% of our teachers, I would say, came through a traditional teacher prep program. So at minimum, they had a student teaching experience. They had the traditional teacher classes that, you know, required in order to prepare to be a teacher. Now that is changing. And so we have to differentiate our supports for teachers, much like what we do with students, where we have to see and seek out student needs and, you know, design design lesson plans accordingly. Right. You almost have to do that with teachers right now because they're coming from the career switcher track. They're coming from the provisionally licensed track. They're coming from the teacher prep track. And if you think about the last two years, even if you did come from a teacher prep track, Perhaps your student experience was not in a face-to-face -face environment. It could have been in a virtual environment. Oh, that's very and so true. That's here, another aspect you don't think this of. This is the first time that a teacher who has gone through that traditional teacher prep program is physically in a classroom. So COVID, you know, the 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 challenges of COVID has also altered what we need to do to support teachers. Yeah, and that support is it's certainly important, especially when you're starting anything new, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, they don't want to show up on, the, on day one and it's like, well, what am I doing today? What am I starting? What do you want me to, what am I, is expected of me? But in a situation with y'all, I mean, exactly what you're saying, I didn't even think about this, is that when they were going through the traditional college and getting the teacher prep avenue, they're getting that that student teacher, if it's still called, they're still called that experience, yeah, where they're so. where they're trying it out. And there's so many terms that you know, <laughs> I didn't come from the teaching world. I don't know. So it's kind of like you worked them in. You know, you got all the the knowledge, but the experience aspect of being working with a, a group of students uh, day after day and sliding you in there gradually versus just that drop you into the middle of the, the, the hailstorm. <laughs> right, right, right. And those are just the instructional components. But think about just facilitating a fire drill, you know, yeah. oh. facilitating a parent-teacher conference, some of the other responsibilities related to the responsibilities of being a teacher. 
in that student teaching experience, you have those opportunities to practice and kind of go through that and ask a lot of questions. You know, that has certainly shifted with the various ways that we are having teachers to come through our pipeline now. You guys are finding ways to kind of ease that tension and really yeah. kind of guide them through the process of understanding what's required. Yeah. Every one of our teachers, our new teachers receives a mentor. And so, you know, in addition to the mentor, which is a non-evaluative person, is the person that's supposed to be there where you ask the questions, the candid questions and say, hey, how do you really do this? But we also promote a culture where we want our teachers to observe and, you know, leverage the, the resources that are available, the coaches and the administrators and the curriculum specialists. There's such a team of people that are there for support to navigate that first year and second year because it can can look very different from year to year. Absolutely. And we have to hit on career switchers because CTE, we rely on a lot of those. And and they are so important to what we're trying to do here in current technical education because we want somebody from the industry to teach children about the industry. So, so they're definitely coming in this cold. Yeah, they're coming into this cold. So yeah. let's let's do that from a career switcher lens, which is, you kind of hit on in, in a lot of your responses. How can we attract more career switchers and also make them feel comfortable when they come through the door? Yeah, so when we're thinking about career switchers, number one, we absolutely value the experience of the career switcher because when you think about many of our teachers, the only profession that we've ever had were teachers you know, the teaching profession. So to talk to a colleague that was actually a botanist or to talk to a colleague in the CTE world who actually was an electrician. Yeah. I remember being in as a school counselor, leveraging our CTE teachers and our career switchers to say, kids enjoy what you're talking about. They enjoy all the classes, but you're bringing a relevance, a different type of relevance because you can relate to some of the previous experiences that you've had in your prior careers and you can help connect the dots to the student to say, this is why that algebra matters. This is where that science matters. And so those cross-curricular lessons that can occur is so rich when we have varied experiences. And this is nothing new to the CTE world. We've been hiring career switchers for a very long time, but now it's expanding to other content areas. And and I think it's the same thing that, you know, they're bringing those outside experiences to support and enhance. And, and, and kids enjoy that. They like to have that understanding and that tap into the outside world. And what does this mean for me and how can I apply it? Yeah. And it's answering the question of why, why, why am I doing this? And it, you can make a direct connection Absolutely. often with career switchers. And I think that's just, like you said, important, important in education in general for the students to understand what they're learning and how it connects to the real world. When you say why, it's it's you want to be able to pass on your knowledge. You want to pass it on to the ne- next generation. You know, you've left your profession and you're ready to say, what's the next chapter in my life? Do I take the easy route or I'm going to do something that's important? I'm going to do something where I'm going to be able to pass on my years of experience onto the younger generation. One of the things that I'm that may not maybe those individuals aren't thinking of right off the bat, but I'm sure that's something that's very much in y'all's mind is that they have that knowledge and they know how they've done it up to that point when it comes to teaching the new employee, but it's a classroom of students right. of a particular age that may be a f- couple of years younger than they're used to dealing with, or maybe a lot of years younger than they're <laughs> used to dealing with. So they're definitely re- relying on y'all and helping them mm-hmm. make that transition because they're like, I've got the knowledge of the experience, but I'm staring at 20 kids and I'm like, 
what do I do? Right, right. <laughs> and it's a partnership. It goes both ways. It could be a veteran teacher to say, I have this lesson, but the kids are not, it's not resonating with the kids. How can I mm-hmm. make this relevant? How can I make this connect? And so they then go to that career switcher to say, tell me in your world, you know, yeah. how this was applicable. And that may be the light bulb that our kids need. So it's a partnership yeah. and it just makes those experiences for the students much more valuable and effective. Yeah. I and mean, we really is a team effort really in any organization, but especially when you're talking about teaching the next gen- next generation. And that's what we're talking about here on Henrico CT. Now we're talking about career switchers coming into education, new students that may be interested in education or veteran teachers who have stuck it out 10, 20, 15, years down the road still in education so uh, running up against the clock here which is my turn for saying the show's kind of running long you need to cut it, <laughs> cut it short. but it's been really really impactful so uh, real quick if you could just give me some tips for maybe some career switchers who are looking to come into the profession and maybe some tips for students who are thinking about getting into teaching and are on the fence about maybe giving it a shot well some tips for any career switcher we do have a licensure specialist who can if you just want to have a conversation about even am I even eligible to be a teacher we will certainly help you with that like I said if you have a bachelor's degree in English or math or chemistry, biology, it's possible that you are eligible to have a full contract, be a teacher right now, and we can support you through that. Stay tuned to our job fairs, look at our website, call any one of our our staff members in the HR department. We will certainly have that conversation with you. And if you just want to tap into it, consider substituting, consider coaching. You know, you may not want to thrust yourself into the teaching profession wholeheartedly. You may want to just try it out. And so, by being a daily substitute, that may open your eyes to, to help you understand, hey, mate, yeah, this is really what I like to do. There's so many opportunities. So definitely know that many of you out there who have careers, you may be closer than you think to eligibility to being a teacher. So definitely talk to us about that. And for students, talk to your school counselors, talk to your current teachers, contact us in Human Resources. Really consider giving back to the future. If you're passionate about content, you're passionate about working with students, we would love to have you in the teaching profession and we would particularly love to have you in Henrico County. Absolutely. And you know, we talk a lot of, a lot about millennials and Gen Z. Me being a millennial feels weird yeah. to talk about the millennials. <laughs> but wanted to make an impact and this is one of those professions where not only you can make an impact, a couple years down the line, you might be in a situation where students Remember your name. They'll see oh, yeah. you walking around the supermarket, and you just never know how much how many lives you touch as a teacher. So, a big thing that we hear a lot when we talk to younger students, younger millennials, and those in Gen Z is that they want to make an impact. And if that's what you're looking to do, there's honestly no better profession than teaching uh, the future today. So, thank you so much, uh, Miss Jackson, for being on the program. Thank you, thank <laughs> you for having me. Teaching is the profession that makes all other professions possible, and it's no other rewarding feeling. It's no no better feeling to having, and I've had that. I've, I've 23 years in the career, having students to return and say, "Hey, Miss Jackson, how are you? This is how I'm doing." And guess what? I'm a teacher. That's just the best feeling in the world. You know, I would ask anybody really listening to this program to think back on a teacher because I feel like we all have at least oh, one. Yeah. You may not be able to remember the first or last name, but you certainly remember the content area that they made that impact for you. So absolutely, that's the challenge for this episode. We're gonna do weekly challenges now. Let me. Say. <laughs> 
<laughs> but seriously, thank you so much for being on the program. Before I let you guys go, I got to remind you, check us out. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to learn more about our early childhood education program, right? Oh, learn yeah. how you can get started on uh, getting your teacher career going. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major podcast uh, applications and venues and uh, the majority of your uh, minor ones. So please look us up, like and subscribe. Catch up. We've got four years of content. If you've never listened to the show before, there's lots of lots of information out there. It doesn't matter what your age is. If you're a grandparent, a parent, if you're a student, the information's there for you to use. And it's definitely a big help. Huge, huge help. Uh, we're trying to uh, change the world one podcast at a time. There you go. <laughs> CTE world, get more people in new positions that they are uh, happy to be in, right? As far as careers, you got to work. Might as well be happy yep. while you are doing it. All right, that's it for, here for us. For Kenya Jackson, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone. Yeah.